Welcome to the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Connecting you with trendsetters who are leading innovation in public safety and expert advice on growing your own post-law enforcement business. And now, your host, Adam Wills. Hey everybody, welcome to the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Well, there's no intro on today's show, and that's just because you get just me today. You get raw, unfiltered, unadulterated Adam and my ideas that just come pouring out of my brain. So I have no idea what will happen on this show, and you get to be in a front seat to that. So today, I just want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind a bit lately, something that I've been talking about a lot, both in just conversations with people in general, but also inside the LEO to CEO community. And that's something that I've been discussing in response to questions that I've been getting. And those questions are, well, hey, Adam, how do I make more money? How do I grow my business? Or in some cases, the question is, how do I advance my career? And I feel like the answer to those questions really all boils down to the same thing. And it's this idea of skill stacking. Now, I've been putting a lot of thought into this concept of skill stacking and what exactly it means and how it correlates to business and just personal growth and development in general. And so I want to put some thoughts out there about it. And again, a lot of this is coming out of my brain, but at the same time, I am the type where I get a lot of things that run through my brain. I'm I'm a bit of a visionary and I have a lot of thoughts and ideas. And if I fail to write those things down, then a lot of the times they either vaporize completely or they don't cement. And so I sat down and I took a bunch of notes on this topic and on my thoughts. And so I'm going to be referring to some of my notes as we go along here, but, but here's where I want to start. Okay. And it's really more of a a bit of an indictment, actually, to start off with. And that's that if you find that someone is achieving something faster than you, you need to stop and recognize one thing, first and foremost. And that's that they are all using, we are all using the same resources from a time standpoint, okay? Time is the single resource that has to be accounted for, okay? The difference between whoever is achieving something faster than you, whether that's in a business role or in a career role, the single difference is that that person or those people are just choosing to allocate their attention in places where they are getting a disproportionate return on their time versus you, okay? So the question then now becomes, How do we identify, how do we find the right buckets to pour our time into that will get us the greatest return? Now, this is going to sound a lot like something that I talked about on a recent chapter of the business brief, the mid-roll break for the Public Safety Innovators podcast, where I talked about this concept of how to create greater impact. And the formula for that is impact equals focus plus energy. Okay. 
So what that just means is that in order to create greater impact, we need to figure out first what to focus on and then add the right proportion of energy. So everything is proportionate. You have to have the right amount of focus and energy. So the greater that we can focus on something, the less energy we have to apply to it in order to make it work. Okay. And so that's something we need to keep front of mind as we are trying to identify what are the right buckets for us to pour our time into in order to get a return, whether that's business or career advancement. Here's the thing that we need to understand in that context. And that's that information is the single most valuable resource that we can invest in. So it's the the single most impactful investment, if you will, that you can obtain. Because that is the only resource that will buy you time. Okay. The thing is, is that people want to go faster, right? We all are looking for what is the fast track? How do we get from where I am now to where I want to be in my business as fast as possible? But along that path, everybody is afraid to spend the money on the information that they need to receive in order to actually get there. All right. Now I can already hear motor cop, Jason Hoshauer, part of the uh, LEO to CEO community. He's, he's going to disagree with me on a few things. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he has to say here. But in my opinion, if you want to move faster, if you want to grow your business quicker, if you want to advance your career quicker, you need to be willing to invest. And actually, what I will say is you need to spend all of the money you have on acquiring the skills that you need until you no longer have the space to acquire any skills. If you're just socking money away in the bank, hoping to utilize it someday for some purpose, then you're not going to gain the skills that you need in order to move the timetable faster. There are two skills that I want to share with you, or two habits, I should say. Two habits for acquiring the right skills. Okay, This is the idea of skill stacking. We take one skill and we stack a more valuable skill on top of it, and we keep going until there is no space for us to gain any more skills. Okay, so the two habits for acquiring skills are first and foremost, and this is something that I have just learned over the years from talking to people and listening to people that are highly, highly, highly successful. And I'm talking about people that I look up to as entrepreneurs, but I mean, we're talking millionaires, multimillionaires that I have had the humble experience of getting to meet over the years that you, you just, you have conversations with these people and you ask them, how do you do this? How do you become this successful? And the thing that I have found that is the most common amongst all of them is that they manage their time. Okay. You need to have a minimum of four to five hours per day of uninterrupted time to yourself. Now, I know that sounds nuts. And many of you are probably saying, especially if you are still on the job and trying to start a business, uh, and grow a business at the same time, you're saying, I don't have that. Okay. What, what I want to ask you is what time do you get up in the morning? I get up five o'clock every morning. I get up and, and I spend time quietly by myself. Okay. I find the opportunity in the first half of my day 
to commit to skill stacking. I commit that time to finding, identifying, acquiring whatever skills I need when I am most refreshed, when I am most energetic. That's when I do that stuff. I do that stuff in the very beginning part of the day during uninterrupted time. You identify what skills you need and you pursue those skills. Now, maybe you're the type of person, you're not an early riser like me. Maybe you are the type of person that loves to stay up late. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe, maybe you're the opposite and you just, you're fresher at night than you are first thing in the morning. The concept still applies the same. You need. I say four to five hours, but heck, you know what? Even if, even if right now all you can afford to find is two, you need to have at least that two hours of uninterrupted time to yourself every day. That is, I would say, hands down the single most common habit that highly successful people have in my research. That's, that's just from my perspective here. And, and I will say this too about this entire episode today is that um, these things that I'm sharing with you, these are 100% my opinions. Okay. I don't, I don't necessarily have any hard numbers or facts to back any of this up. This is just w- what I'm finding in my own journey, what I have learned over the last few years as a copperneur myself who went through all of the struggles of not knowing whether my business was going to succeed or not to now having a very successful business and having people that are working for me. And so these are just my opinions, take them or leave them. You could tell me I'm wrong. That's okay. That's okay. I want to hear what your thoughts are too. All right. So that was skill number one, have uninterrupted time every day. The second habit for acquiring the necessary skills is possessing discernment. Now, the unfortunate thing is about this is that you can't be taught discernment. Discernment is just something that you either have or you don't, okay? But you need to be able to have the ability to discern what is the actual next skill I need to pursue and how do you pursue that, right? Because, I mean, the chances are you're going to say, well, there's a couple, right? How do you discern what to actually focus on and spend your time on because you can't spread yourself to a gazillion different things. So you need to possess discernment. So two habits for acquiring necessary skills are uninterrupted time every day and discernment. So now let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here when I talk about skill stacking. Now, uh, everybody in the LEO to CEO community knows I like to pick on Jay-Z and I use Jay-Z in examples all the time when I'm teaching when we're doing you know, these kinds of workshops in the LEO to CEO community, and we're just sharing with each other, um, I like to pick on Jay-Z. So Jay-Z, at a young age, recognized that he had rhythm. You know, He could feel a beat. He could follow that beat. He recognized that he had rhythm. That is a very foundational level skill. That was a a skill that he was gifted. It wasn't really even a skill that he necessarily had to go and pursue and work for, but he was gifted with this skill of rhythm. So the next thing he did was he stacked another skill on top of that, and he learned how to perform. He learned how to rap. He learned how to have a stage presence. Okay. That is the next skill that he acquired. That added value. That next skill gave him greater value and therefore greater impact. 
Now, again, we can take that a step further and we continue up this ladder, the impact ladder, if you will. And he then learned how to sell and market himself. So he learned how to uh, market his, his CDs and his music and uh, a clothing line and all these other things, right? So he learns how to sell and market himself. The very next thing he does is he learns how to create his own label. So he created his own label. Um, and, and again, we see how he's exponentially gaining value incrementally one over the next. After that, he goes out and he then learns how to attract and find other performers and bring them onto his label. And now he is marketing them because that was a skill that he had previously gained. He learned how to market previously. Now he can use that skill in promoting these other performers that he brought on to his label. Now, in, when I presented this idea uh, about a week ago in the LEO to CEO community, MotorCop actually said that he wanted to know at what point in the skill stacking did Jay-Z marry Beyonce. Um, and I don't know where that lies there, but uh, you, <laughs> we can certainly uh, just assume. We can assume. You know what? Maybe that was the last skill because he had the time. He had the time to go out and date, right? And uh, anyway, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to dive into that. But you see how as we stack skills, each talent becomes disproportionately more valuable than the one before it. So I want to say this. If you have not been able to increase your income or advance your business or your, you feel like your career has stagnated, and you've been in that spot for an extended period of time, I would say, um, you know, a year or longer, then here's the reality of it. You have chosen not to look for and identify the next skill that you need to stack on top of the ones you already have. You are making that choice. You have made the choice for your career, for your business, or for your income level to become stagnant, okay? You are responsible for the growth of your income level and where you're at with your income level. If you're not happy with it, then it's on you to do something about it. So here's something I wanna share, or I, you know, I just wanna unpack. Let's say, for example, as a business owner, I am struggling with, you know, let's say web design. Okay. So my, my full-time agency, my business, uh, story web creative, we, we do marketing and web design sales funnels, that sort of thing. Right. And this is actually a challenge I've been having lately. I've, I've been looking to try and hire a web designer. Right. And I have a pretty set idea in my mind of what I want who I want to hire, what type of person they would be, what sort of skills they would have to be, right? But here's what I'm not doing. I'm not saying uh, nobody's as good as me. Nobody can do it as good as me, right? If I was saying that, if I was saying, man, there, there's just no one else out there that can design a website like I can. I can't find the right person. Uh, it just can't be done. I lack a skill. Are there, there are probably actually multiple skills there that I am lacking. What, what are those? Those are that I am lacking the skill to find the right person to hire, to recruit, and to train. Okay. So if that is where you're at with your business right now, I would argue that you are lacking the skill 
that you need to find, hire, recruit, and train. If you are saying to yourself, there's no one else that can do it like me, that is a bunch of malarkey and you are just lacking the skill necessary to actually find the right person to fit that position. Now, let's take that to another level. If I say, you know what, uh, you know, from a sales perspective, I have good months and I have bad months. And, you know, there are times that, you know, uh, we do awesome. And there are times that I can't keep it on track. And I've got a sales team that, uh, you know, sometimes they're just, they are on fire, but at other times, you know, I'm wondering if they're actually even showing up, if they're even doing anything because the, the sales are, are low. I, again, lack the skill of management. Now I am, I am poorly managing my sales team. So what I want to impress upon you here is that you need a mindset shift. If this is you, you need a mindset shift. And I'm going to be real frank with you here. If you feel like you're falling short in any of these areas, it's 100% your fault. And I know that sounds really tough, but it's true. And I have to tell myself that too. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I'm sharing with you where I'm coming from in my own personal experience. It's 100% my fault. It's 100% your fault too. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I am going to share with you the phases that I have identified four phases to building a multi-million dollar business. In our law enforcement careers, we aren't conditioned very well to plan ahead. How can we? We spend each shift flying by the seat of our pants, going from call to call to call and addressing whatever challenge is presented before us at any given moment. Obviously, this habit doesn't translate well as a copreneur when you are trying to grow a business. This fact hit me hard my first year in business and is still something I struggle with every day. It dawned on me one day that I had been conditioned to enjoy the little dopamine hit I got when I had no idea what to expect next on my shift. The problem was that I was now trying to achieve that dopamine hit once again by subconsciously allowing myself to be chaotic in the way that I ran my business each day. What you need instead is a dose of serotonin to bring balance and efficiency to your business. And you achieve this by conquering tomorrow today. This isn't complicated, so don't overthink it. First, find yourself a daily planner. Then carve out 10 minutes at the end of each day to sit down and write down your action items for the following day. This will keep you focused on the tasks that will gain you the greatest impact each day. This strategy is even more effective if you prioritize the top three action items for each day. If you are looking for a good planner, I recommend the Business Made Simple Daily Planner, which you can download and use for free by going to leo2ceo.com forward slash BMS planner. Or you can get the full focus planner, which you can get by going to leo2ceo.com forward slash FF planner. Using that link will get you $10 off your first purchase. Both of these planners incorporate the concept of the big three action items. The business brief is sponsored by leo2ceo.com where you can listen to every chapter and find everything you need to grow your post law enforcement business. All right, welcome back to the show where we left off. 
I told you that you are 100% responsible for the income you have. And if you are dissatisfied with it, or you are dissatisfied in general with the growth of your business or the trajectory of your career, it's because you're just not valuable enough. Now, I'm not talking about your human value or your human worth, right? But you you have chosen not to stack the proper skills. You need to go out and identify the correct skills to make yourself valuable enough in order to achieve that which you want to attain. So the first thing you have to do is you need to admit that you have a deficit. You have to admit that you are lacking in skills. You have to admit that there are places you need to make up for. There are skills you need to obtain in order to become more valuable, but you have to take ego out of it. All right. You cannot have an ego in this at all. And I understand if my, my harshness uh, up to this point has left a sting. Okay. And if that sting is there, that's a good thing. If that sting has risen to a level of anger in you, then you probably have too much ego wrapped up in this. Okay. If you have too much ego wrapped up in it, you're never going to be capable of becoming better than you are. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be stagnant where you're at forever until you get the ego out of the way. So my question to you is, do you understand what the next skill that you lack is? Have you identified what the next skill that you lack is and, and what you need to do about it? So for example, right, there's, there's courses, uh, you know, going back to business here, if you are building your business, there are courses all over the place to gain different skills, right? You can learn copywriting, you can learn um, messaging for your business, you can learn marketing skills in general, you can learn about email marketing, you can learn about how to build a chat bot, you can learn about social media ads, you can, you can learn about a gazillion different things. And all of these social media gurus, all of these marketing gurus out there are going to advertise this stuff in front of you and say, oh, you just do this one thing and you're going to make a million dollars overnight, right? And you, you got the stupid fake Ferrari in the background and somebody else's mansion and right. So et cetera, et cetera. These are their courses out there. You need to have the discernment to know what you're missing right now so that you can prioritize, right? All of those opportunities, all of those training opportunities might be valuable to you, but you need to have the discernment of which one is next. Okay. The reality, like I mentioned earlier in the show is that we all have the same amount of time. Discernment simply allows us to understand how to use that time. It gives us the ability to, to identify where we apply our time so that we are not all over the place. We're not scatterbrained. Okay. So again, I'll reiterate, if we have money, if you have money in your bank account, you should be spending it on gaining skills. Okay. Go out and pursue the training. The thing is, is you can't have a false expectation about gaining skills. Okay. When you are investing in skills, you know, I know, I know it sounds pretty wild here that I'm saying, if you have money in the bank, you should be spending it on gaining skills. Okay. Not spending money to buy yourself a coffee at Starbucks a couple days a week so that you can exponentially save 10 or $15 a week for 40 years. I'm not actually doing math here. So don't anybody actually get out your calculator and crunch numbers and then email me and tell me I'm wrong. But you know, okay, we'll make it every day. Just, just make it, I'm guessing here on the math. I have no idea. If you 
make the decision not to buy a Starbucks coffee every day, you know, and save yourself $5 a day. Maybe you'll be a millionaire in 40 years. You know, congratulations. You didn't enjoy life at all, right? Don't spend your money on crap, but send it, spend it on skills. Okay. Jason Oshauer, we talked, man, I've talked about Jason a lot on this podcast episode. I guess I should just have him on to discuss this, huh? He discussed, he's a Dave Ramsey certified uh, financial coach. And he talked about this on, on the podcast with me a couple episodes about the idea, you know, cops just want to buy this nice, fancy new pickup truck. Want to buy the new fancy new pickup. And then you start working all this overtime in order to be able to pay for the pickup. Well, the pickup is a poor investment that doesn't gain you any skills. The skills are going to gain you more money so that you can have those nicer things later on down the road without killing yourself and having to work overtime. Okay. So don't spend money on dumb stuff. Spend money on skills. All right. The next thing we need to do here is, you know, part or part of a strategy to identifying what the next skills are is look at your competition, right? If you have competitors that you feel like are crushing you, then what you need to do is deconstruct and reverse engineer their talent stack. Look at what they're doing. Look at what they're spending their time on. Look at what they're teaching or what they're learning. Look at what kind of courses they're doing and reverse engineer their talent stack and then do those things too. And then identify the next level that they haven't obtained yet. That's how you become better at them. So you can crush them. Okay. The amount of return you get from learning a new skill though, it diminishes over time. All right. And so this goes back to what I mentioned a couple minutes ago about, you know, you can, you have all these opportunities for different learning and education and the people that market them will tell you this one thing is going to uh, make you a millionaire overnight. Well, that's not true. Okay. Because the amount of return you get from learning a new skill diminishes over time. But the incremental return is what propels you ahead of everyone else. So it's the stacking of those skills and the overall, the overall skill value that you gain in the bank when you put all those skills together. That is what propels you ahead of your competition. Okay. So think of this like, like an Olympic runner. Okay. So an Olympic runner, when they first start off before they become an Olympian, but you know, maybe they're an amateur runner at that time, you know, they, they can advance their skill rather quickly, right? If they put some time and dedication into going out and running every day, eating right, all of those things, they're going to be able to run faster than the next guy and beat their competition pretty early. But when you get to the Olympian stage, these guys are training for years and years to shave off quarter seconds, quarter seconds, because that is what it takes to actually push you across that threshold to beat the competition. When you, the greater you, the greater you're competing. So the higher level at which you're competing, the more skills you have to stack, the more incremental skill value you have to obtain in order to gain those quarter seconds to shave off and beat out your competition. Okay. So there's a Chinese proverb. Maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you haven't. Um, and it's, it's about the bamboo tree. Okay. And the idea here is that a farmer, let's say goes and plants his bamboo tree and they put the seed in the ground. And if you don't know anything about a bamboo tree and how a bamboo tree grows, you're going to learn right now here on the public safety innovators podcast. Okay. 
the farmer goes and plants a bamboo tree seed and he waters it every day. He takes care of the soil and makes sure it has the right amount of sun and shade. And after a year of a growing season, there's nothing, nothing has sprouted up. There's nothing there. The soil is just as empty and barren as it was when he dug it up and tilled it and planted that seed. Okay. And so the farmer gets frustrated and he digs it out and, and, uh, plants another bamboo tree seed the following season. And another year goes by and again, nothing has grown. And this farmer just keeps doing the same thing and never really figures out why he can't get a bamboo tree to grow. Well, the reality is bamboo tree takes almost five years before it'll ever sprout above the ground, above the soil. And that's because during that five-year period of time, the bamboo tree is growing roots underground. It has a tremendous, it has a huge root system. And it builds all of these roots underground that the farmer can't see. It's building a foundation. It's building a foundation. But the other thing that's really cool about that bamboo tree is that as soon as it breaks the soil in that season, five, six years later, as soon as it breaks the soil, within six months, it'll grow to over 60 feet tall. Okay. That is the concept of incremental skill stacking. Build a foundation and then eventually you will propel ahead of your competition. Okay. So how do we do this? How do we focus our energy? How do we find discernment? You really have to, you have to focus and get good at one thing only. Now, I feel a little convicted about this. If I'm being honest, guys, as a, as a copreneur, I have a hard time focusing on one thing. I, I get visionary and I, I get ideas and I, and I, I, I get these ideas and I'm like, man, I, I can make that work. Right. And I want to pursue it. I have gotten, I, I, well, actually, let me say this. There's a proportion. As my business has grown, as my income has grown, I have learned to be better about being discerning and saying no to those things. So there's an obvious if this, then that type relationship. The fact that I have become more discerning is what has led to my business growth. Okay. And, and that is the same thing, the same mindset that you need to have about it. If you are the type that gets easily distracted, you need to get really good at one thing, get really good at it to the point that people are talking about how good you are about that thing. Get so good that everybody says that's the guy for that thing. Don't be scatterbrained and stay focused. Okay. The biggest fallacy that entrepreneurs in general have is that you have to do more things to make more money. The reality is actually quite the opposite. And this has become more and more real to me as I have been growing my business. And as I have been learning to actually employ this myself is that when I cut things out, okay, whether I just decide, you know what, I'm not going to do that thing anymore. I'm not going to offer that, that thing in my business anymore, or, you know what, I'm going to hire somebody else to do that so that I don't have to do it myself. When I eliminate things, I actually make more money and I have more time on my hands to invest in skill stacking. So the reality is you don't need to do more things to make money. You need to do less things better in order to make more money. You have to remember that this is just our default 
right? Is to be scatterbrained and want to do a million things and think that um, we we need to do more things in order to make more money. Well, your competition is just as scatterbrained as you are. So take advantage of that. Bank on that, okay? Because if they're scatterbrained, the way to beat them is to be more focused, more intentional, and and therefore drive greater impact than them. If they can't stay focused, you should stay focused and you can blow them out of the water. You know, this actually makes me think of a, a, a client that I, well, it was a prospective client. I didn't actually end up with this client partially because of this that came to me uh, about a year or so ago. And he was a roofer. And in fact, his business name was such and such roofers. Okay. That was in the business name. So as I sit down and have a consultation with him and I talk about, okay, what is it that you guys do? Trying to come up with a marketing plan and a plan for a website. Right. And, uh, he says, well, we're a roofing company. Okay. Awesome. Right. I can work with that roofing company. Let's talk about all things roofing. Why is it important that you have a leak proof roof? Why is it important that you replace your roof after a hailstorm? What, right. We can talk about all those things in our marketing. And then he says to me, Oh, but we, we also, we also do gutters and we do spray foam, uh, installation and we do windows and doors. And sometimes I lay hardwood floors for people and, oh, you know what? I have, have some blacktop equipment and, you know, if, if I have the right person that asks me, I'll actually, uh, I'll pave their driveway for them too. And you see what's happening here. You're probably thinking to yourself as the consumer that is looking for a roofer. I wouldn't hire this guy because he's so scatterbrained and he's trying to do so many things. How can he possibly be the most awesome roofer in the world? Right. But if he comes to you and says, all I do is roofs. In fact, all I do is replace roofs after you've had a hailstorm. And I specialize in ensuring that there is no lingering damage that other roofers often overlook after the hailstorm you're probably going to pay that guy more money to come replace your roof after a hailstorm than you would replace the guy that says, I'll also pave your driveway for you if you're interested while I'm there. Okay. You guys get the picture I'm painting for you here. I'm going to say it again. The biggest fallacy as an entrepreneur is that you need to do more things to make more money. Okay. So gain one skill. All right. And, and, and then here's what we're going to do. Okay. So here it is. I promised you before the break, I was going to give you the phases for a multi-million dollar business. Now, I want to be clear here. I am not suggesting to you guys that I currently have a multi-million dollar business. As I said earlier, these are my opinions. This is something that I have put together based upon my research, based upon uh, learning from other people and, and just studying and, and, and trying to reverse engineer what my competition is doing. Okay. And so there are four phases for building a multi-million dollar business. The first phase is skill acquisition, which we've been talking ad nauseum about. So acquire the skills, focus on stacking the skills, always be identifying what is the next skill that I need to obtain in order to become more valuable. Okay. And if you have the money in the bank, invest it in gaining that skill. Okay. Skill acquisition is phase one. The next phase is monetizing that skill. Okay. So between these two phases, you have become so good at that one skill that everybody is seeking you out for it. They are saying you're the best at it. Okay. This was something that uh, didn't really click 
for me until I went from being a generalist in my business and marketing and web design where I was, I would work with anybody. It didn't really matter what type of client they were, what they sold, what their product or service was. And now since I have focused on working specifically with copernewers and companies that are selling a product or a service in the public safety space, I have carved out a niche for myself where people have started talking about me saying, that guy is the best guy for this. Okay. And, and that's because I identified that skill and I, I, I went after it. I went after the skills and I have, I have my own incremental skills from having been a law enforcement officer myself that are invaluable to others because most of those people, whether copreneurs or companies that are trying to market these products, they say, uh, the average marketer doesn't understand us, right? They don't understand what we're trying to accomplish here. Okay. And so in that process, I have become, I have acquired the skills and pursued them to the point where people are saying, this guy's the best for that. Okay. Now my next step is to monetize that skill in a high margin uh, environment. Okay. So uh, how do I teach other people the skills that I have gained and learned and have them pay me for it? Right. And this isn't, this isn't a sneaky thing. This isn't a skeevy thing, right? If other people are wanting to learn that skill, why not provide it to them? Because now you can take this value stack of skills that you have and you can monetize that skill stack that's unique to you that nobody else has. And you can monetize it by selling your own knowledge and skill to other people that want the same level of skill that you have. Okay. That is phase two monetization of your skill in a high margin environment. All right. Phase three is to reinvest the profits of that high margin business into a business that has enterprise value and doesn't require you. Okay. So once you have become the guy that teaches everybody the skills that you have tamed, you can now invest the profits from that high margin environment into something that essentially packages your skill set and your reputation for skill in that area that doesn't actually require you. So that can be a product, that could be software, okay? Repackage that, reinvest it into a high margin business that doesn't require you personally, okay? Then the last phase is to flip it and sell it. Flip and sell that business. Grow and build that business to the point that it is something that doesn't require you, has all of the systems and processes in place so that you can flip it and sell it. All right. So here's where I want to leave you guys and what I want to encourage you to do from here. Identify the skill that you need to grow and intentionally pursue them. Okay. Identify the skills that you need to grow and personally or intentionally pursue them. All right. What do I mean by that? Well, if you, if you're saying to yourself, you know what, my biggest pinch point right now, my biggest weakness, my biggest area where I lack self-confidence in my business is that I don't, I don't know sales. I stink at sales. Uh, I crumble under the pressure of sales. The only way to get better at that is to do it. Okay. You need to avoid the temptation to just say, you know what, I'm just going to hire a salesperson because I stink at sales because here's the problem. If you hire somebody, remember, let's go back to where we were earlier where I said, 
that the the skill that was lacking earlier was the ability to manage a sales team. If you don't stack that skill yourself and understand what's required in order to make a sale, in order to be effective in sales, then how in the world can you manage a salesperson, ensure that they aren't just taking you to the cleaners and that they are actually doing the things that they're supposed to do and that they're being effective by it? You have to stack that skill yourself first. So identify the skill that makes you uncomfortable and just do it. So reach out and make as many sales calls as you can. And, and don't be afraid to flounder. Find the lowest impact sales opportunities possible. Maybe those are even sales opportunities that you don't think you have a chance of winning. All the more reason to not worry about it. If you think you didn't have a chance at all, or maybe it's somebody you don't really even want to work with. Not that I you know, often recommend that you should try and pursue sales with people or, or businesses you don't want to work with, but uh, you know, in- increase your price point a bit if that's the case. And, you know, it's a crapshoot. It, uh, there, there's nothing at stake. You know, if, if you win it, you go, well, shoot, I won it. And uh, it's at a higher price point than what I normally would have charged because I knew that they were going to be frustrating to work with. Um, if you don't win it, well, you didn't really want to work with them anyway. But you know what you gained out of that? You gained skill value. Okay. So, Get on as many sales calls as you can. Just understand, guys, like I said, there are no shortcuts in any of this. If you ever find yourself tempted to say, what can I do to skip this and just get to uh, this point of hyper growth in my business or my career or my personal life, there are no shortcuts. You have to stack the right skills and you have to be discerning enough to stack them in the right order in order to achieve the success that you see from other high achieving individuals. All right. That's where I'm going to leave you today, guys. I hope you got some value out of this. Uh, I hope this just wasn't a ramble session that uh, didn't make any sense. So I hope you enjoyed the show today, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at psi.chat forward slash review. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other public safety innovators like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to psi.chat, click on episodes and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.